the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Worship is when inside of you, you have so much love and praise and adoration and gratitude for God and all the things that he's done for you. It just comes out of you. It overflows out of you. Worship is when you recognize how blessed you are and where those blessings come from. Even if you feel like I just got a few little things to be happy about or be be blessed about. I mean, if your blessings, if you've only got a few blessings, your heart should be so full of joy, so full of song, so full of gratitude that you literally burst into praise. You burst into glorifying God. You can't help but magnify God. One of our greatest weaknesses and failures as Christians is that there can be 10 things in our life that are all, that are all amazing. And one thing goes wrong. And we forget about the nine things that make us the most blessed and favored people on the face of this planet. And all we do is we look at the one thing that's wrong and complain and complain and complain and complain. The Bible says in Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Let everything that have breath. In other words, if you're breathing, how many of you are breathing right now? I'm not a doctor. I don't work in the ER department, but I will tell you this. If you're breathing, it means that you're still alive. And what Psalm 150 verse 6 says, if you're alive, if you're breathing, if you've got a a breath in you, you ought to be using that breath to magnify and glorify the Lord God above. So she chooses to magnify God. Now watch the second thing that she does. This is very important for us. She moves all personal glory to the Lord God. Mary takes any praise that is thrown her way and throws it towards God. She said these words. It's very interesting that she knew this. She said, from now on, 
Now think about it. She's just a little humble teenage girl, and some angel appears and says, you're pregnant by the Holy Spirit. I know you've never been with a man, but you're going to have a child, and that child is the Savior of the world. And Mary's thinking, if, if that's true... They're going to be talking about me for many, many generations, if that's true. So she says in this song, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. That's true. But then she takes all that praise and all that glory and she gives it over to God. For she says, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. She deflects all that praise over to God. And that one thought, that truth, is needed today. If there is anything good, anything good in your life, if there is anything good in your finances, if there's anything good in your health, if there's anything good in your family, and somebody says, you know, you're good at this, or you've got this, good for you, you should deflect all that praise to God, because anything good in your life came from God. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Mary, in her song of praise, is acknowledging anything good in her life comes from the mighty one. She chooses in the midst of this surprise, in the midst of her not fully understanding, and in the midst of her poverty, and in the midst of being a simple, unwed, pregnant girl where no one's going to believe her story, and no one's going to trust her anymore, and in all likelihood, she's going to be downtrodden in her culture, she chooses to acknowledge that any blessing in her life comes from God. And of course, the point of application for each of us is irregardless of how the world treats you or how the world tries to silence you or how the world tries to marginalize you, we still have much to be thankful about There are still many reasons for us to praise God today. There are many reasons for us to worship Him. Stop dwelling on your problems and start declaring your praise. Point number two, and this is, oh, I hope you get point two. Mary recalls how merciful God is to those who are humble to those who revere him. She says in verse 50, his mercy, God's mercy, extends to those who fear him. And that phrase, fear him, does not mean that you're scared of God. You're not supposed to be frightened of God as a believer, but you are supposed to revere him, which means to respect him, to to honor him. That's what that word fear him, it means to revere him. She says, His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation to generation. And what she's saying there was even in her generation, it didn't matter who you were or where you were, as long as you humbly revered God, that God was going to bless you and show mercy to you. And that's not only true in her generation, that's true in our generation. That if today on this planet called earth, In the midst of all the craziness, if you will live your life in reverence to God, that God will extend His mercy to you as He did to her. 
And notice verse 51 in this song. He has performed mighty deeds. Well, of course, he's a mighty God. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. Now he has, watch this, he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but God uplifts those who are humble. Two things there. One, God is all-powerful and all-seeing. Who's telling you this? A little teenage girl who's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Some angel just showed up and told her this, and she's scared out of her mind. But this little girl knows that God sees all, that he knows all, God can do it all, and that God is more powerful than any king, that God is more powerful than any ruler, God is more powerful than any nation. And what is the context? Everybody say the word context. What is the context of all this? At this time, Rome is a superpower. Rome is conquering the world. It is the greatest power the world had ever seen. It is the greatest army the world has ever seen. It is the greatest city the world has ever seen. And on the other hand, you got this little teenage girl living in obscurity in an unclean part of a tiny nation. She's got no money. She's got no army. She's in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows who she is. Yet this little girl has enough sense to know that even though she is nothing in the eyes of Rome, that she is nothing in the eyes of the world, that the God she serves is all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-seeing, and that if God sees all and knows all, that God can see her, that God knows her, that God cares about her. And what she is saying is that she is in, actually in a better place than the most powerful people in the most powerful nation because God in due season will lift her up and be with her if she continues to walk humbly before the Lord. I wish we fully understood that the way that we walk and the way that we live and the way that we talk and the way that we serve and the way that we exercise our faith and the way that we humbly live in reverence before an almighty God has more blessing and more favor and more power than all of the world's armies put together. And if that is true, and it is true, Mary knows in her mind and in her heart, write this down, that God is greater than any fear that she might be experiencing at that moment. And I don't know if there's anyone here that needs to be reminded of that truth today. That God is greater than any fear that you might be experiencing here today. I have in no way, in no way have I downplayed the seriousness of this pandemic. The pandemic is real and the pandemic is here. I have in no way ever sugarcoated the degree of evil that exists in our country, the United States of America. I have never ignored the lack of racial justice in our nation. I, I have never 
been blind to the division in our country or the lack of accountability to our elected officials, the, the politics and the big tech companies and the culture and the sin that is leading our nation down the tubes. We have the threat of some being some $27 trillion in debt now as a nation. We have rogue nations that are acquiring nuclear bombs as we sit here today. We have a number of businesses that have been forced to close and who will never recover after this pandemic. We have our religious freedoms that are being taken from us this very moment. We have the complacency of so many in regards to protecting the life of the unborn. And I could go on and on and on about the giants we face in this country that seem insurmountable. But what Mary's song reminds me is that if God will bless a humble teenage girl who feels downtrodden in a tiny town 2,000 years ago, that my greatest calling, my greatest obligation is to simply remain humble before God. Not just outwardly, not just outwardly, because as verse 51 reminds us that God knows my inmost thoughts. So I can walk around like I'm really humble. But inside I'm full of pride. God's not going to honor that. We have to remain humble before God even in our inmost thoughts. Now stay with me on this point. Mary didn't get to choose to be the mother of Jesus. She didn't get to choose the fact that she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. God made that choice. But what Mary chose and what makes Mary great and why she should be praised is that in spite of the fact that God was the one that chose her to be the mother of her child, she chose to remain humble. That's why she should be praised. She chose to believe that God is still on His throne, that God is all-powerful, that God is all-seeing, that God is all-knowing, and that God has lost none of His power. He's lost none of His strength. And if God can take care of Mary, then certainly He can take care of us. And the third thing that I see here that Mary reminds us, and this is kind of, stay with me on this, she reminds us that only God can satisfy the longings of our heart. Not power, not wealth, not fame, not how many followers you have, not how many toys you get for Christmas, not what kind of fancy clothes you have in your closet. She actually reminds us of this, write this down, that riches do not solve your problem. She says in this song, this song of praise in verse 53, that God has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away. What's the last word? Empty. She is saying that her life, her life is better off serving the Lord in obscurity than the person over there in that triple car garage 
who does not serve the Lord. You see, the greatest issue we all face here is not who rules our country. It's who rules our heart. And no time is that picture more clear than at Christmas time. It's, 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 I mean, if you read this, it's very interesting that at the end of her song, that the thing that she talks about is that riches don't satisfy. I wonder what she would think if she were here today and she knew that 2,000 years later that people would view Christmas as a time where all we do is give and exchange presents without even recognizing the child that was born. There are many Christmas sections, if you go to a store, where they've got the lights, they've got the wrappings, they've got the toys. They've got, if you go, just walk through the Christmas section, they got everything there but Jesus. It's, it's more than strange, it's diabolical. To see an unsaved world celebrating a Christmas with no mention of Christ. Almost, not all, but almost every corporation in the entire United States of America have mandated to their employees that you do not say the words Merry Christmas, you say Happy Holidays to the customers. I wonder what Mary would think about that. Because in our culture, presents are okay. Keep them coming. I want that PlayStation 5. I need those new clothes. I need those new car keys. I, I, need, that, I need that latest iPhone. Keep the presents coming. Because in our culture, that's what matters most. But God's presence is what's needed most. Well, if I could share one thing with you, one life lesson from this text is that fame will never satisfy, money will never satisfy, wealth will never satisfy, having more knowledge will never satisfy, relationships, education, possessions, vacations, never satisfy. Only Jesus, His words, His love, His forgiveness, His eternal promises, His spirit, His salvation, His presence, His presence satisfy the longings of your heart. If Mary's song tells us one last thing, is that why wealth will never satisfy you, here's something that will, remembering God's faithfulness and God's mercy. Remembering God's faithfulness and God's mercy. And she talks about that in verse 54 and 55. She was trusting in the faithfulness of God. I I don't have a verse up on the screen, but I want you to look at verse 56 as we close. Verse 56, it's interesting to me. Look, Look at verse 56 in your Bible. At the end of all this, She has this dream, or the angel shows, hey, you're the little girl, you're in the middle of nowhere, you're pregnant, I know you've never been with a man, 
Spirit of God has overshadowed you inside your womb right now is the Savior of the world. It's, it's, it, he's, he's, he's the Savior of the world. What, I, I, how can this be? I'm a virgin. Oh, the Holy Spirit. Oh, I don't know what to do. The angel leaves. What am I going to... Oh, I'm going to go see my cousin Elizabeth. She goes, hi, Elizabeth. First words, blessed are you, that child, and you, the Son of God. Oh, she, not, she now knows it's all true. It's interesting when all this is over. No one's going to believe her. No one's going to trust her. The world's still crazy. That she doesn't run back to Joseph. I'd have run right back to jo- Joseph. You're not going to believe her. What does the Bible say in verse 56? It says that she stays with Elizabeth for three months. For three months. As though I'm not going to worry about any of this because I know that God's got this. I don't. There's no need me worrying about any of this. If it ha- oh, here it comes. The baby belly's getting bigger. Oh, this is all happening. I don't need to worry because of the mercy and the faithfulness of an almighty God. And as we stand, I want to ask you this question. I want you to stand real quick. Everybody stand up. We're going to sing. We're going to pray and get out of here. I want to ask you this question. What is there in your life that you're all worried about here today? What is it that's got you worried? Are you worried about the pandemic? Are you worried about getting sick? Are you worried you're going to die? Are you worried about your finances, your job, your future, your family, your kids? What is, it that you're, what is it exactly that you're worried about? And when I read, when I read this Mary song, you talk about someone who had a lot to worry about. It was little young Mary. But you read through that song of hers. She knew that God was faithful and she knew that God was merciful. And as far as she was concerned, she didn't need to worry about anything else because God was in control. Now, I want to say this to you in love, okay? Because I know it's easy to get worked up and worried about stuff, especially now right but if you really truly i mean if think about this if you're truly worried i mean you have some real things that you're worried about you ought to be running to god you ought to be running to the church running to the bible running to jesus christ because he's the only one that can see you through this mess that you're in And to not come to Jesus means that you believe that that's just a problem that Almighty God just simply can't solve. And I would tell you to pick up your Bible and read the Song of Mary and see what it is that she's worried about. You and I just need to walk, live in and out humbly before an Almighty God and let God take care of everything else and you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Amen? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. 
We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Our website again is liftupjesus.com. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.